Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. When Jesus was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those who were present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? Could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. I tell you the truth. Wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then... Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when it is customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go to make preparations for the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples telling them, go into the city. A man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, the teacher asks, where is my guest room where I may prepare the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared for the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said to them, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely not I. It is one of the twelve, he said, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man must go, just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it. This is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them. And they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. I tell you the truth. I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew 
in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. You will all fall away, Jesus told them. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. I tell you the truth, Jesus replied, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I would never disown you. And all the others said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane. Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said. Stay here, keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples, and he found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. My hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let's go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the elders, and the teachers of the law. Now, the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. They seized Jesus and arrested him. Peter, who was standing nearby, drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders, and teachers of the law came together. 
Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. Now, the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this testimony. We heard him say, I will destroy this man-made temple and in three days build another, not made by man. But even then, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, aren't you going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, are you the Christ? The son of the blessed one? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses? You've heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him as worthy of death. They began to spit at him. They struck him with their fists. They blindfolded him. And then they led him out. The guards took him away. And they beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and he went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those who were standing around, this fellow is one of them, but again he denied it. After a while, those who were standing near said to Peter, Surely you're one of them, for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. <laughs> Immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. And Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the whole Sanhedrin reached a decision. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? Pilate asked him. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. Now, the chief priests had accused him of many things. 
So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of? But Jesus still made no reply. And Pilate was amazed. Now, it was the custom at the feast to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Pilate asked, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest had stirred up Pilate to release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with this one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him! They shouted. But why? What crime has he committed? Asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away to the palace, that is the praetorium, and called together a whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe around him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him, and they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again, they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they bowed before him, and when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe, put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, that is, the place of the skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right hand and one on his left. And those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross, save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others. <laughs> he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we might see and believe. And those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. 
At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those who were standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling for Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, offered it to Jesus to drink. He said, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. And with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the centurion who was standing there, when he heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the Son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Younger and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem were also there. It was preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if he had already died. When he learned from the centurion it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph bought some linen cloth. He took the body down, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a large stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James saw where he was laid. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought some spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. Well, look. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, 
He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women fled from the tomb. They didn't say anything to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him, who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they didn't believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven while they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go out into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had said these things to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out, and they preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them, confirming his word by the signs that accompanied it. Amen. 